Hey, everybody. Connor Mays, Student Ministry Director here at Susquehanna Valley Church. Um, thanks again for tuning in. We're so glad that you are joining us with our service and our time of worship. Um, we're going to continue our series of afterlife, and we've been talking about as simple as what does it look like after this life? What, is, what does the Bible say about heaven and the new creation and new earth and, and all the exciting things that God has promised us in, in the Bible? And uh, again, bef before this service even started, we just talked about um, people changing into a different season of life. These seniors going from high school seniors, the top dogs, right, to the bottom of the barrel freshmen in this new place maybe even out of state, people that they've never met before. And it's just a new season. They're, they're graduating into a new season of life. And I remember those times. I remember being a senior in high school and even being a senior in college and graduating into the new place or life or whatever you want to call it. And I, there was so much anticipation. There was so much excitement. I remember my junior year in college, I, I, I was calling my mom one night, and I'm like, Mom, I'm, I'm ready. Like, I'm ready to graduate. I'm done with college. I thought it was a lot more mature than I actually was, and if you know anything about me, that probably wasn't true. Um, but we, I wanted to be at the next phase. I was so excited. There was so much conversation about life after high school, life after college and there's just so much excitement when people like start talking about it and and even uh being married now there was in, in my engagement there was so much uh excitement about being married you're so focused on the wedding and the planning and all that stuff and it builds up this excitement for one day and and for some of you who are parents there was a buildup of anticipation. Um, my wife and I just visited uh, some of our good friends that they're expecting their first little one. And again, it's been eight months of, of buildup of anticipation of this life coming into their world, right? And, and so hopefully that's what this series has been for you, that there's been a, a buildup of anticipation uh, for what is to come, that we are looking, uh, maybe not right now, but we're looking forward to what happens after this life. What does it look like? And I get these questions all the time about heaven, right? Whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, it, there's so many questions about what is heaven going to be like? And I remember having a conversation with one of my best friends in the world, and he was like, dude, I don't know if I want to live forever. Like, that just sounds boring. And then I, and I have other friends who, who, who have seen God's word and, and have seen, who have a relationship with God, and they're like, um, yeah, in heaven, we're just going to sing. We're just going to gather around, and we're going to sing. You know, and the Bible says, um, you, you see these people gathering together, and they're, they're singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, and that's what we're going to do forever, right? And you have these two things, and I'm like, you know, this guy's got a good point about, I, I, that sounds kind of boring. I don't know if I want to live forever. Like, where's the challenge? Like, what's it going to be like? Am I just going to end up being bored? Like, if I'm a thousand years old, I'm not going to, like, I've, I've probably accomplished everything I wanted to, right? And, and if, if heaven is just, like, I'm going to be singing with angels forever, I really don't know if that's what I want. And, and so, we have to, again, look at what 
uh, God's word says. Um, and I also want to encourage you uh, to, in this time, use some imagination because um, some of the teachings about heaven are really, really interesting and they can kind of confuse us. And there's not like a lot of clear-cut answers, but there is some answers about what heaven is going to look like. And so for me, you know, preparing for this and preparing for this message for you, you know what I realized? Heaven's not going to be boring. Heaven is going to be so much fun, so amazing. And I, I want to get you excited today about heaven. I want you to be like the high school senior that's looking forward to college and is just so excited to, to be in the presence of God and to do all these amazing things. And that's what we're going to kind of dive into today. And so um, my, my first kind of point of what heaven's going to be like is everything you like or love will be perfected. Everything that you love will be perfected. What do I mean by that? Um, disclaimer, that does not mean that you and I are going to be a God. And we'll, we'll kind of talk about that for in a second. But we're not going to be this, this all-knowing being because that's, what, that's who God is. But we and everything else, everything in creation, animals, the sea, the mountains, food, everything will be perfected. We can look earliest as we can in the Bible and look at Genesis 1 to, and 2 and see this perfect paradise uh, and, and this perfect harmony of humans and God and creation just working together in beautiful and perfect harmony. And so when we look at Genesis 1 and, and we see God saying, it is good that is what we can expect in heaven. We can expect things to be very good in heaven. It will be perfected. And, and so here's what I mean by that. In Romans, it talks about uh, creation has been subjected to sin. Okay, so it's been tainted by sin. And in fact, this is what Romans 8, 20 through 21 says. For the creation was subject to futility. Not willingly, but because of him who subjected it. So humankind ruining it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. What does that mean? That means the disgusting aroma and, and, and disease of sin will no longer um, ruin the good things that God has given us, the gifts that God has given us. Let me give you an example. Food. Oh, don't we all love food, right? We wouldn't be here without it. And food has some beautiful things about it, right? Especially like a nice juicy steak. I don't know. Like th there's just something like beautiful and like godly about a nice beautiful steak. Um, and, and, and here's the thing though, but if I eat too much of that steak, if I eat, you know, three pounds of steak, which let's be honest, I can do that. Um, that's probably not good for my body. 
right? Or if I go and I drink uh, coffee regularly, which I do, uh, or if I go to McDonald's, or if I go to uh, have soda, right? There's some negative impacts. Even water, too much of water has a negative impact on us. So there's, there is a uh, sin has kind of ruined this full enjoyment of the gifts of God. But in heaven, sin will be no more. Sin will be defeated and everything will be perfected. Like it says in Romans, that they will not be subjected to the sin of this world, but it will be perfected. It'll be beautiful. There'll be plenty of it. So food will no longer have a negative impact on us. We will be able to enjoy it at its fullest. And I don't know about you, and I don't know if Scripture says this, but I don't know if food's going to go bad. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of, of it, so we don't have to worry about people in, in the new earth, in the new heavens, uh, starving. There's going to be plenty of it. There's going to be enough to go around for us because it probably won't go bad. There's going to be no death, so I'm guessing food's not going to die or go bad, right? Another thing, um, maybe a little bit more of a, a, a negative connotation we have in this world is something like alcohol. Alcohol um, it, it is a gift from God, and it's clear in scriptures, even, even in Ecclesiastes, it talks about drinking wine with friends, like enjoying this time. It's a beautiful thing um, with, with some responsibility, obviously, but it's a good thing to sit down and be with people and enjoy. Um, maybe your, your thing is a glass of wine and just enjoying each other's company. I don't have to inform you about all the negative things that alcohol has done in this world. Maybe you have been directly impacted by alcoholism or a family member being impacted by this. And, and here's the, the beautiful thing about heaven is that those things that are so negative and so just, you know, those things that we look at in this world and we're like, those are just awful, they're ruining things. Like either they're gonna be wiped away destroyed or they're going to be perfected you know the the bible talks about this new wine that's get, that's going to be in heaven that we can enjoy and it's going to be this beautiful thing where sin's not going to be tainting this thing anymore so it's not going to damage families ruin friendships or just ruin lives because sin's not going to be there and so there is these things in our, in our lives and in this world that, that God is going to perfect. Recently, uh, I found uh, this, I want to call it a nostalgic uh, piece of technology, if you will. Um, it was an iPod Touch from my high school years. Pretty sure, like, this was like the first iPod touch I ever had. And then I lost it, got like three other ones because I lost that one, broke that one. And this was like the original one. Somehow that iPod got here to Pennsylvania from Maryland. I don't know. But iPod touches are kind of out of date, right? Right, we all have iPhones. We, we don't need iPod touches anymore. And so obviously I just had the iPod and I couldn't find the charger. Now, I could give that iPod Touch 
to somebody like somebody's kid, right? Somebody's three-year-old. They look at it. They'd be like, "This is so cool." It has a a, a button on it, which like nothing ever has buttons on it anymore. Um, they, they would just look at it and they'd just be infatuated. Maybe maybe if they're young enough, they'd start like biting on it. I don't know. Um, but they would be just so entertained. As they grew up, as they got older, they'd realize this is garbage. Like I can have my dad's iPad or I can have an iPhone or I can just go on a computer or you know, you name the piece of technology that they're going to look at this thing and they're like, it doesn't even work. They'll probably toss it in the garbage. So this is kind of like how I feel like we're, we're living this life right now. Um, and follow me on this. So we're living in the, the life of the iPod touch. Okay. The iPod touch. I would even say we're living in the life of the iPod Touch that I currently own that is in my office right now that is not working. And it's entertaining, it looks nice, um, it has a lot of potential, right? Like if I could find that charger, maybe if I go on Amazon or whatever, or somebody, a friend of a friend of a friend has the charger, maybe I could find it, maybe I could charge it. But right now it's, it's not charged. It has no battery, has no life to it. And I kind of see this world like that right now. It's entertaining. There's some awesome things. There's a lot of beautiful things. Um, but it has no, it's been restricted, right? Um, the life is not fully there. The, 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 the joy is not fully there. And our relationship with uh, our loving God and creator has been kind of blocked off. Actually, it has been blocked off by sin. And so, when we are looking at heaven, when we see God talking about this, we have to look at it. It, it's, it has so much potential. It has so much to offer us. And it's so exciting to think about, man, one day we're going to find that charger and we're going to plug it in and it's going to be so amazing. It's going to be so beautiful. It's going to be so much better than we thought that is going to be. So this world is, it's going to be made perfect again. It's going to be the way that God designed us to, to be together. In fact, there's going to be no, no consequences in the sense of like, when we're, when we're eating food, there's going to be no like guilt of eating a piece of bread anymore. Um, when we're drinking that new wine or we're drinking, you know, whatever cool soda flavor they have in heaven, um, there's going to be no guilt towards that because sin is, there's going to be no death. So there's going to be nothing that's going to lead us towards that death, death, excuse me. And so this is, this is the excitement of what heaven is, is going to do for us. Here's the other thing, not just like things in this world, but the, the activities that we love, the jobs that we love, um, they're going to be perfected. They're, they're going to be, um, again, there's going to be no sin in them. Um, so like if you're an outdoorsy person, like heaven's going to be the place for you because, um, Again, it, it says in the scriptures that the lion and the lamb will lay together and that the, the lion's going to eat, um, basically become a vegetarian. I'm guessing that's like across all animals. And so like you're never going to get eaten by a bear in heaven. 
So you can go on a hike with your friends and not worry about a bear. In fact, you could probably like take that bear home and make it your pet. I know I would um, because it's not going to eat me anymore. Um, and that's something I've always wanted is a bear at home. Um, just, you know, side note. But those things, again, that, those things that you love to do, they're going to be perfected. There's going to be no sin tainting those things. And so things like sports, there's going to be no, like, hatred or frustration, but it's going to be just for the pure fun and joy of, of you know, showing off athletic ability or, or just the love of activities and, and getting your heart race going, you know? Um, and so these things are, are going to be perfected. And another thing that I love and the things that I've kind of seen about heaven is like, we, we're going to progress. We are going to progress as, pers- uh, as an individual and as a society in general. Um, I always wondered, like, and I've heard people kind of talk about heaven, like, that they're going to kind of, like, get what they've always wanted. Like, you know, the idea of they're going to go to heaven, God's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant, come on in. They're going to kind of bypass God, bypass, they're going to see all the angels flying, be like, oh my gosh, golden, you know, uh, golden towers and things like that. And they're, what's the first thing they're going to do is look for their uh, like grandma and their you know, maybe mom or friends that passed away and they're going to have this reunion. And then, and then they're going to have everything that they've ever wanted. So that car that they couldn't afford that they're always going to, that they're going to buy, that talent that they're going to want, that they wanted here, but they couldn't for some reason. And so they're going to have that in heaven. And so I like, I always wondered like, at 5'9", am I going to be able to dunk like LeBron and have vocals like Bon Jovi? Um, I don't think that's the case, um, but who knows? But I, I, do, I do know that we're going to progress. There's still going to be growth as we get to heaven. Like I said before, we are not going to be God. That is a, that's a reality and maybe um, something that you've never heard before, but we are not going to be God. If we look back in the garden, you still see that Adam and Eve are still, they, they were worshiping God. And we see in Isaiah, in Revelation, these books of the Bible, and we see even the angels who are like a lot cooler than us, they are worshiping God. So we're still going to be worshipers of God. So we're not going to be uh, like perfect as in like, you know, six, uh, six pack abs and beautiful vocals. But we're going to be morally perfect, and there's going to be no longer any death or sin. Um, and so we get to progress. We get to learn. We get to take up new activities and, and learn new abilities. And who knows, there's going to be, a, I think, a lot of different things in heaven, some new things that we're going to get to learn. But we're going to be able to um, study philosophy. We're going to be able to study even like our history and, and understand one another, understand people better. And, and, and more importantly, we're going to understand God better because God's going to dwell among us and we get to ask him all these questions. And that's the beautiful thing about all this is we get to do this with God. And so we get to progress and, and, and that's, that's exciting, I know, for me because my life uh, like, I get the most out of life when I'm progressing as a human being, 
when I'm learning, when I'm gaining a new skill, when I'm getting stronger, when I'm getting faster, all of those things I want to, like, I want to grow as a person. And so, I, like, I hope that you realize, like, you'll be able to do that in, in the way that God intended. So there's not going to be, um, like, this idea of failing, uh, failing is going to help you progress. Like, there's going, there is going to be some learning curves, but sin's not going to be there. Sin and death are not going to be there anymore. So again, like if, you, if you're like, I want to study sharks, like heaven probably is the best time to do that. Like if you're like, dude, I want to dive deep in the ocean and like pet a shark. Again, it's probably the best time for you to do that. Um, and if you, but if you're somebody who's like, man, I love exploring. I want to learn. I want to know. Like heaven is going to be for you. I heard a... Uh, scholar and uh, a famous philosopher say this, um, adventures out there, right? Uh, from the famous Disney movie, Up. Adventures out there. With heaven, there's gonna be no timeline that it has an ending. See, heaven is going to be forever. And since we get to progress, we get to keep growing. We get to keep learning. We get to keep exploring. So if you're somebody who loves or has a desire to see the world and explore different cultures and different sites and things like that, my gosh, I hope that you're able to do that and, and that you get excited about heaven because you're going to be able to do that. I remember um, me and my wife this past August went to Ireland. We went all over the country. And we actually ironically went to uh, this place called Connors Pass. Yeah, it was actually my favorite spot. I, I, I don't know why, um, but it has nothing to do with my name. But it was, just, it, was, it was just beautiful. It was so amazing. It looked like something out of Lord of the Rings. Like I, I told Ken's, my wife, I was like, I was expecting a dragon to come like from behind the, the mountains. But it was so beautiful. And I remember telling her this. Like, this is going to be so much better in heaven. There's going to be nothing that blocks my view of seeing every ounce of beauty that God has before me. See, like, for some of us, we've been on vacation, or we've been traveling, or we've gone hiking, or we've taken a drive, or we went to Disney World, or whatever, something super enjoyable. But, like, the past or like what's going on in our lives right now, whether it's like the anxiety of work or like there's just not this peace that I can fully enjoy this moment or this worry or I have a, you know, four-year-old that's just running around and have to keep track of them. Like that is, it, it's not going to exist in heaven. I, I hope that you uh, go ahead and read the book of Hebrews, especially chapter three and four where he talks about um, the Israelites, God's chosen people, and how for 40 years they were not at ease. They were looking for the promised land, which when I read the scripture, that I feel like that's us. Like we're the Israelites traveling. We're, we're struggling. We have, we have sin. We have, you know, inner turmoil amongst like friends and family and people in church and things like that. And then, but we have this hope of getting to the promised land. And that's us. We have the promised land that is promised to us. 
that there's going to be treasures, that there's going to be enjoyment, that there's going to be no anxiety, depression. There's not going to be any death that's going to get in our way of being in heaven and enjoying the gifts that God has given us to the fullest. And so we aren't interrupted when we're on vacation, when we're exploring, when we're learning new skills and things like that. And so that brings me kind of to my next point is, you know, we're going to be learning all this stuff. We're going to be exploring and all these new things are going to be happening. And, and, and what's really cool is this. We will still work in heaven. Some of you are like, really? You like, you just ruined all the good stuff that you just told me. Like, I was really excited about having a bear and petting a shark and things like that. Now you're saying I have to work? All right, hold on a second. You are going to have the job that God designed you for. Some of you have that job now. Some of you are like, I am where God has me. I feel so fulfilled with my job. Yeah, there's things that kind of get in the way, but I feel like I'm supposed to be where I am. Some of you have had dreams that you either wanted to start a business or you wanted to work here, work there, but for whatever reason, life got in the way. I would say sin got in the way. That this, this unperfect world, this, this world that is so full of, you know, hatred and ju- injustice and pain has caused you not to be able to do what you feel that God has called you to. Um, I want to encourage you that you are going to be able to do those things in heaven. Maybe you have an activity right now that you just love. That like maybe it's a side gig. Maybe it's like you're you're a Zumba instructor, or you just love coaching a sport, or whatever. You like building stuff. Like God is going to give you that chance to do those things in heaven. And what's really cool is this. And and for some of you, this might disappoint you, but again. I want you to to see the excitement of this. Like, doctors and nurses won't need you anymore. And that's that's not saying, like, you as a person, but that that job, that role, because guess what? Said it once, said it a thousand times in this message. There's not going to be any sin. There's going to be no death. So you're freed up to maybe start a new job. Maybe there's some new roles in heaven that they've kind of, that God's constructed and said, I have this perfect thing for you that I cannot wait for you to get. I cannot wait for you to be a part of this. And, and we know that we're going to be working in heaven because that's what Adam and Eve did. That's what they did in the garden. Uh, Genesis 1 26 says this, then God said, let us make man in our own image after likeness, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens, over the livestock, over all the earth and over all the creeping things that creep on this earth. Their job was to be farmers, right? To take care of the livestock, to take care of these animals. Like having dominion, they had a job. Then you look through through verses later, um, in 28 you see, and God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish, the birds, the heavens, and the, the creepy things that crawl on the ground, right? And, and so they're saying, he's saying to them, 
start a family, be a wife, be a husband, have, have these things that you are in charge of. Like God is going to give us roles and things to be in charge of. Now, I don't know what those things look like. I'm not e- exactly sure. I wish I had a little bit more information for you, but I know this, that we're going to have jobs. We're still, our meaning, we're, we're still going to have meaning. We're still going to fulfill a purpose. Um, Paul talks about like um, throughout the New Testament of the Bible about the, the, the church, us, the people, as a body. And I think there's a reason that's in scriptures, because not just for now, but e- e- even when we get to heaven, that we're still going to be a body, that we're, the kingdom of God is still going to work together as a body, and we're going to have purpose. We're going to have a reason for um, the jobs that we do. We're going to work together as a community to see, um, again, God be glorified. Um, and so that's my next point, is as a body— that means that we don't have to do this alone. We get to do this together. We get to have perfect harmony with one another. Uh, I love, love, love this verse. And I think it's uh, appropriate for the times that we're in right now is Revelation 7, 9 through 10. A great multitude that no one could number no one could number from every nation from all tribes and peoples and languages standing before the throne and before the lamb clothed in white robes the palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice salvation belongs to our god who sits on the throne to and to the lamb there's going to be perfect unity that we've been fighting for, that we've been struggling for, for the entire time that humans have existed. Again, sin's not going to be there to disrupt people. Sin's not going to be there to blind us, to hate people who are different than us. There's going to be such a unity that I think it's going to be like when, when, uh, in first or second Samuel, when, when, or in first Samuel, when, when David talks about Jonathan, these two characters that were the best of friends, God said that their, their, their hearts were sewed together. And I think that that's what it's going to look like in heaven. Our hearts are going to be sewed together. And so we get to do these jobs. We get to do these activities. We get to explore together. We get to worship God together. And I don't know about you, but if I'm a part of that, and I get to see this, I think God's going to definitely need to keep his promise on what he says in Revelation that he will wipe away every tear because, man, that is going to be such a powerful time and moment to know what the pain was of, of this life and what the beauty of, of what God has done to bring us together. That's going to be such a powerful thing. So if you like friendship— if you like doing what you love and you like good food, I think heaven's going to be the place for you. And, and so those things are wonderful. Now, I could have ended this message a lot earlier, and some of you are like, gosh, Connor, I have things to do today. Kids are running around like crazy. Could, you couldn't have done that. I could have. 
but I, I wanted to prepare you. I wanted to share all those things, all those wonderful things that the, God, that, that, that the Bible promises and God promises us that heaven is going to uh, have. But I think the best thing, actually I know the best thing about heaven is that we get to be with God. We get to have uninterrupted access with our creator. I was talking to uh, Pastor Matt this week about, you know, this, this just these ideas of heaven and things like that. And he, he shared this idea with me. He's like, it's like when you go over a friend's house that you've been friends for years. You're like, all right, well, I don't know what we're going to do over there. We might probably watch Netflix. I don't know. Um, that's usually what me and my buddies do. But when you get invited over to, I don't know, Michael Jordan's house, you're not worried about what you're going to do. You're trying to wrap your brain around, like, do, do I start recording as soon as I get in there? Do, like, do I say anything to Michael? Like, I don't know. Like, what are we going to do? Is he going to take us out on his boat? Like, I sure hope so. Does he have a basketball court? He might dunk. I don't know. Like, there's going to be so much stuff for you to do at Michael Jordan's house. And, but here's the thing, like, five, ten years down the road, you're friends with Michael Jordan, and you've done all that. Eventually, the stuff's going to run out, whether, I don't know, Michael goes bankrupt, he gets old, his stories are the same, like, there's not going to be that zeal that when you first walked into Michael Jordan's house, but, but, when you walk into the Father's house, when you walk into God's house, that zeal is never going to go away. There's not going to be a boring moment with Jesus. See, I kind of, I, I, I narrowed things down to kind of like this, these two things. I'm sure there's more. I'm sure we could talk forever about this, but it's God, and we're going to take all the, our time in heaven figuring out who God is and describing him, but I kind of put it down to two things. The one thing that is like exciting about being with God is that personal connection we have with God. Think about this, like, God has heard and remembered every prayer that you've ever prayed. Even in those moments where, like, you just shout it out, whether it was in pain or frustration, and you didn't, like, you know, sit down and close your eyes, like, he, he heard all that. He saw and he walked with you through all of the pain that you've gone through in your life. He's been there with all the joyous occasions that, that you've gone through. He knows the hairs on the head, on your head. He has created you. He knows you better than anybody else, and I think we all want that. We all want somebody who knows us, who knows us so deeply, and we can have such a personal connection with them, and that's who God is. We get to have a personal connection with a living God. I kind of mentioned this verse before, but in Revelation 3 through 4, it says this, and I have heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain, for the former things have passed away. God 
glorious, almighty, all-loving God is going to physically wipe away, not from a distance, not with the wind, but with his hand is going to come up to us and wipe away every tear and throw away all the pain that we've ever experienced. And we get to be with him always. Sin, sin in this life right now is blocking us from, from our side, from our side of the communication with God. So our side is being tainted and ruined, but when we get to heaven, we get full access with God. And, and I would just want to add this. Like, I love saying this to my, my students. Um, God invented humor, and I love to laugh. It's like one of my favorite things to do. And I feel like God is going to have the best jokes in the world. And, and I, I just I cannot wait to sit down and have a coffee with Jesus and just chat and talk ask questions and just absorb what he has to say and laugh with him and just be in perfect harmony with my creator. The second thing is this. God is, is just so perfect that when he walks into a dark room, it lights up. And we see throughout the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, that people who were sinful couldn't even go in the presence of God because they would, they would die. They would, they would just be blinded by his glory. They'd be like, oh my gosh, like, he's just so perfect and righteous. And, and now, with sin that's going to be destroyed, we get to be with God. And we get to experience that glory, that, that wonder, that amazement. We get to, just that full force of that. We get to be with him in that glory and experience that just even like height of emotion and and just glory and amazement. It's like just seeing it, whether it's a favorite painting or a favorite movie or seeing just being on top of a mountain and looking out. It's gonna be like that, but a thousand times more. And I can't even I can't even give you words to tell you what that is going to look like. See, here's the thing about heaven. He's the prize. Heaven is not heaven without Jesus. Heaven is not heaven without Jesus. See, here's the thing. This is kind of my thought process, and, and it might be true, might not, but I think that we're going to be so satisfied with Jesus that all those things that I said before, they're going to be great, they're going to be cool, but they're going to come second to that relationship that I have with the almighty God of the universe. Like, I think food, I think the, the new wine, I think having a pet shark and bear, they come hundredth to, in my list of the time that I'm going to spend with Jesus. Like, I think the first thousand years that I'm going to be in heaven, I'm going to probably spend 100% of the time with Jesus, because he is the reason I'm there. He's the one who loves me, and he is the one that has brought me to paradise with him because he is there. It's not paradise without Jesus. And so I want to extend this invitation to you. If you have just been listening to this message, you're like, I want that. I realize how much sin has ruined this world and my life. 
And I want the God that is at war, actually won the battle against sin, who died and rose again for me and for you, so that we can have an amazing life here, that we can share his word, that we can be joyful here, but for eternity, I can have sin eliminated and I can be with him. I'm, I'm here to extend that invitation to you. And, and maybe you can just sit now and just accept God as your Savior. The Bible says that uh, we just have to declare him as Lord and Savior and mean it from, from the bottom of our hearts saying, God, you are Jesus, you are Jesus, the one who died and rose again for me. I'm the sinner, and I want you as my Lord and Savior. If you want that, you can, you can have it right now. You can have that promise. If you want help, if you want to, to have somebody like walk you through and guide you through, we're here for you. Sacramento Valley Church, w- one of our core values is that everyone's invited. We, are, we want to extend that invitation to you. We want to walk through this life with you. So you can call us, email us, go on Facebook, shoot us a message. If you want this, if you are excited, you're the senior in high school that is anticipating that next step, then I hope that you can reach out to us and that you can see that Jesus wants you there with him. And he is so excited to have you in this, uh, in his family. Um, I hope all of you got something out of today. I hope that we built that ant- anticipation. Um, if, if you're alone, that's totally fine. Um, if you're in a small group, that's, that's awesome too. We have some questions for you after this message um, that are going to be on the screen. So if you want to go through those messages, whether it's by yourself or in your community groups, have those discussions and, and see how this can be an implication for our lives. I love you all. I hope you guys continue to uh, uh, be praying and be in God's word and be with him. And I hope that today you are encouraged um, and, and the anticipation has been built up. Um, if you would, we're going to close in prayer and then you can have your time for uh, discussion. God, we're so grateful for you. Thank you that you love us so much, even though we're so undeserving, that you would send your son Jesus to die on the cross to, to, to build the bridge, to, to fill the gap so that we could be with you in eternity and that we could have the prize that is our relationship with you. Jesus, we love you, God. I pray that this message would impact us. I pray that we would grow in distaste of sin, that we would grow in excitement and anticipation of being with you forever. And God, I pray that it impacts how we live our lives today. Lord Jesus, we love you, we praise you, and lift this up in your glorious name. Amen.